Kitch, we'll start with Hello. you. Hello. Uh, that's the number one. This could be Kitch's last pod. He is going to get his uh, neck. He just said before the pod, he's going to get his neck. And what did you say? Neck and neck and eyebrows. Neck and eyebrows cut. Eyebrows trimmed and neck cut. So I don't know what neck cutting means, but that could be a problem. This could be it. Could be the jugular. It's, it's only place my only place the hair grows on, on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Aaron, uh, I'm going to bring in here, but I'm struggling. I we need we need a name for you. I, bring in as Aaron, or I I can't call you Rosie because Rosie was a good friend of ours in university, and she was a woman, uh, and still is a woman. I shouldn't use that past tense. She still is. Um, so I can't call you Rosie, but we need something for you. What, like what? Anyone, was there a name for you in high school? Yeah, Rosie. Rose. Yeah. That's about Rosebud. No, Rosebud. That's not good. Rosebud. That's that. No, that's all. That's, <laughs> that's even okay. worse. That doesn't, doesn't seem any good either. All right, I'm gonna work on that. That's gonna be my assignment for this for next week's pod. I'm gonna have a name for you. We'll be all set. Um, but Aaron, the good news is I know you're super excited uh, because of the pizza party was just had. Uh, and for those who uh, haven't followed, but I think, listen, the pizza party made front page news of ESPN.com. Uh, so it was a big really? deal. That, that, yeah, I was shocked. It was, it was a headline on, on uh, one of the, uh, sort of on their subreddit. Um, so the wraps, three games in a row. Darko said if we, they won three games in a row, he'd be, he would host a, or would take everyone out for dinner. Apparently the team decided on the pizza party, but Aaron, you can probably give me uh, uh some intel on that but then there was some something that led us to believe that he was going to do a, a fancier restaurant so we'll, we'll get into pizzagate here in a minute but let's talk three game win streak and what do you think where are we going to the 11th seed that's probably my prediction <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. at, at oh. least the play-in conversation is now can be had i think it's probably a four-game gap with the atlanta hawks even with trey young's injury and I might want to whisper this, but I'm not sure the Atlanta Hawks are that much worse, and they might even be better without Trey Young. Woo. But the the Raptors are now sort of in that play-in conversation. I don't think they'll make it. I think they'll probably end up as the 11th seed. But if you end up giving whatever that pick is, something like the 11th pick in the draft as opposed to the 7th pick in the draft, that probably makes you a little bit happier. And I think more importantly, it's just looking at how this team uh, plays over the last 24 games to say, okay, like, are we excited about next year? And if they look really good, sure. So I think that's probably what I'm taking uh, from this three-game winning streak. They, they've looked better, and there's more optimism around this team, which is fun. Kitch, your thoughts on the uh, on the massive winning streak of 2024? Yeah, three games. Three. You know what? It, it, it looks like they sat down over the All-Star break and said, what? Are your roles? What is these? Because they actually now seem to be playing within the roles you'd expect them to play. Scotty's the man, and 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 the rest of the team in the last three games, I think, have realized that Scotty is going to be the man. So they're starting to give him the ball. He's getting triple double in the, in the last game, and then you've got uh, you've got you've got players. I don't think the last three games guys are trying to do what they're not paid to do. I guess they they're not trying to trying to create things on the court that they're just not good at. They seem to be playing as a unit and have come together somehow over this break and excitement. Yeah, they are fun to watch. Like I look at I look at how we move the ball and how we play an offense versus when we had Freddie and OG. I, I just I, I enjoy watching this team better. I do enjoy watching this team better from an excitement level. That was a drive by on Freddie and OG and I won't stand for it. That was a oh I, was, what? that was that was just that was a soft pedal. You, You're so so what? sensitive. You've been Sawed off shotgunning Freddie and OG all season. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have been. Watch, listen to the tape. 
Um, all right, listen, uh, I share in your enthusiasm. Um, I think it's awesome. They, they've looked great. Uh, I couldn't agree more with you, Kitch, on the Barnes sort of revival here. And I say revival from that walk-off game uh, in uh, against at home against um, Webby and, and the Spurs. And it's, it has been a noticeable difference since then. And I think I texted you guys one of the games just saying, like, an engaged Scotty is a is a difference maker, a game changer. And he has been, I would say, that this is, you know, the, the start of the season, uh, he, he obviously got off to a great start, super engaged. Um, but this is different. This feels different. This feels like, it feels like it was almost like someone had a conversation with them and the sort of the, the, the light bulb went off and he's like, oh, right, got it. And he has been, his, these last three games have been, he's been awesome. The only thing that's, that's um, you know, I guess lingering here a little bit is his three-point shooting continues to struggle. Uh, but outside of that, but forget that for a second. I mean, no one ever thought of him being as a, a knockdown three-point shooter. Uh, but that aside, I mean, you can't really find too many flaws in his game. And, I, and I've and i actually, I think there's a correlation here. When Scotty's rebounding and offensive rebounding, that's when he's dominant. Like that's when he's at his absolute best. Uh, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be getting seven, eight, nine rebounds a game. So in uh, and and these last three games, right, he's just been rebounding like crazy. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but I, can, I don't think we can, uh, I, I think we have to tie in the direct correlation to number one Grady Dick has been a big part of this three game stretch. I mean, what a game, M- is three game can... MVP. That's a three game MVP, three game For MVP, sh- Grady Dick. What, yeah. Because you know what? Only because of the surprise factor, I think about it. I mean, Scotty would normally get it, but I think because Grady's like, holy shit, he's shooting lights out. Uh, and what a difference, I guess, for any team when you can actually penetrate and kick it out to somebody and that thing's going down. Like right now he gets it. It's like, well, oh, that's going down. Like, and that's the sign of a real three point shooter. So, uh, I, I think the rise of Grady, uh, the Scotty engagement, uh, is yeah, it's, I mean, that's a, if Grady is this guy, a knockdown shooter, well, all of a sudden now, maybe we have a, you know, a pretty good two man nucleus. You throw in the quickly, uh, you know, uh, what's he going to bring the next couple of years? How's his growth? How's his development going to be? And then, you know, RJ still remaining pretty solid, except Aaron, tell me why he can't shoot a free throw anymore. I don't know why, but he can't. Uh, but he's he's pretty solid. And then you know what? We gotta kind of give it up to our guy Yak a little bit too. He's had a couple of good games here in this last three game stretch. He's 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 played pretty well. So uh, maybe this is one of those things where if our best five is actually firing on all cylinders, maybe we're not that bad. I'll throw in one more name. Ochai Abaji has nice game uh, the other night. Yeah, has has had a couple of back to back double digit performances, and for a guy who's sort of fashioned himself or has been looked at as a, an offensive zero, but a pretty good defensive player. I think he's his cutting has been really good. And again, if, if you're giving up something like the 27th pick for a guy like that, who can be a, a rotation player, uh, you know, you should be happy with that. I, I'm afraid that at some point uh, there's going to be a player taken 27th or later in that draft uh, this season, and he's going to be better. And everyone's going to say, well, they could have had Nikola Jokic. Like, why didn't they have this guy in the second round? But that's a little unfair to some extent. Uh, But I think if you're if this is the guy you're getting who can cut really well, who can nail a kick out three, I think across the board that that second unit is starting to find something. Uh, People are saying bench mob, bench mob. I'm not willing to go to like one of the greatest benches in Raptors history. Uh, But there seems to be some chemistry with with Grady, uh, with Ochai, with with Kelly Olynyk. To a lesser extent, Bruce Brown. But I think that group, that trio certainly is finding something and will be here at least next year and 
beyond that too. Are you suggesting that perhaps? Are you suggesting perhaps that Boucher's record uh, as the leading bench scorer is tenuous? There's a lot of time before anyone eclipses Chris Boucher's all-time uh, leading scorer for the Raptors on the bench record. Well, you know what? You know who doesn't have a lot of time as a Raptor? Chris Boucher. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right, Kitch, listen, I'm going to play a little game here with you. I'm going to give you the next 10 games, our next 10 opponents. You're going to tell me win or loss because I'm going to tie this right back into Aaron's comment about the play-in because I looked at both the Hawks. Uh, I went through their sort of end-of-season stretch and I went through hours. Now, I went through hours when I was more depressed about this team. Uh, and I thought, oh, my God. Well, I think I, I texted you guys saying the 29.5 under for the season uh, revised win total was a lock. Uh, and now they're, oh my God, I haven't even checked to see what it is. I'll, I'll check that. But uh, all right, here we go, kids. So tonight, at home, next four games are at home. We have the Mavs. Win or loss? Uh, Mavericks tonight. Loss. Okay, I disagree. I think they're going to win tonight. Mavs uh, coming off a gut punch, uh, gut punch loss last night. Luca's birthday today. They probably had a couple on the plane. Yeah, I'm telling you that Rob's going to win tonight, and I'm betting it. Luca's birthday. Uh, then the Friday Lucas night. Luca over. Uh, Friday night at home. Well, I'll be in, I'll be in attendance. Last home game of the season for me. Uh, the Warriors. Whew. I'm going to say win. Oh shit! What? Sorry, kid, are you following the NBA? I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, just checking. Because they're going to rest. They're going to rest one of the gunners, and we're going to beat. A, we're going to beat a. Oh, a yeah, that's true. <laughs> they may, yeah, the starting lineup may not come north of the border. That's true. I forgot about that. All right. So either way, you and I have it sort of one on one. All right. So we're one on one. Raptors Hornets on Sunday, at home. Win Raptors. Win two one. Right. Raptors Pelly Pelicans at home on Monday on Tuesday. L- loss. Hey, Aaron, what do you think? Can the Raps beat Pelicans at home? Probably not. <laughs> okay, why? See, I always get shit for being the downtrodden one. Like I'm Mister Negative. I'm like, no, they're gonna, they're going three and one in this home stand. I'm telling you that right now. Take that to the bank. Uh, all right, Kitch, game five, uh, Raptors on the road at the Suns. Oof, loss. Okay, three and two. Uh, at the, no, at the Blazers? I'm two and three. Two and three. Uh, okay, you're two and three. Sorry, two and three. Uh, you're two and three. Blazers, on the road to the Blazers. Win. Got to win, right? You have to win that one. Gotta so win three and three. Uh, Nuggets, on the road. Nuggets. Loss. So three and four. Uh, at the Pistons. Win. Okay, and then that's four and four, and then back-to-back games at the Magic. Back-to-back to the Magic. Uh, I'll go. I'll go win loss. So I'll go five and five. Okay. So Aaron, if we go five and five in these next ten, I would say that what's going to uh, discount us from the push for the plan would be my guess. So what I'm going to suggest to you is that I think the Raps can go seven and three in these next ten. And if they were to go seven and three, if they were to go seven and three, I think they'd probably be within a game or two of the Hawks. Does that excite oh. you? Optimistic day. This is why everyone always says you're the optimist on the, That's right. the podcast. That's right. Guy on the bottom. Guy on the bottom. Seven and, listen, if they go seven and three, that would be really impressive because there are some tough games on that stretch. 
And I don't want to get too excited about this three-game win streak. Two of those teams are, are pretty bad. The Hawks and the Nets are just a disaster. The Pacers' win w- was certainly more impressive and, and something that the Raptors can, can maybe get excited about. And we will see uh, over the next little bit how good this team is. I think if they play 500 basketball uh, over the final 24 games here, which is maybe a little unrealistic, but maybe not too unrealistic, playing five, going 12 and 12 over the final 24 games, they, they won't make the play-in tournament. I don't think if they do that, but that gives you something to be excited about heading into next season, that this team over the all-star break sat down, regrouped, and we're a 500 team, ideally, or, or I guess, or better, uh, if they continue with the, with those three wins uh, f- over the final, whatever it is, uh, stretch of the season. So, so that would be uh, very exciting heading into next year. Well, listen. More importantly, if you think they can go 12 and 12, why can't they go 14 and nine? No, 15 and eight. So, they nine, can, 15 but, but they like, go 15 and nine. They play you know a why? lot of tough teams in there and then the other thing is is what's going to happen with some of those teams down the stretch right like those last two games against miami you know you have no idea what you're going to see in those games maybe miami's fighting for a playoff spot uh, you know seating or maybe miami has rested their guys and the raptors you know get some help there so the end of the season is always tough to predict i'd love to see us with 35 wins going into those two last two games kitch (laughs) that'd be great the the biggest the the thing that we're discounting here if we go eight and eight, I'm not sure our starters are playing much more for the rest of the season. So there's a point. There's a point where why, are we going to put Scotty in for the last five games when we're probably an 11th place team or a 12th place team? Well, I I think Aaron's nodding yes, Aaron. I'm going to let you respond to that, and then I'll 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 chime in. But I think so. Yeah, oh. there, there's no point to in tanking, and certainly not at the point if the Raptors are something around 500 over the next little bit. At this point, it seems like the Raptors are committed to letting fate decide what happens to that pick. They're not going to be a bottom five or six team in the NBA. And at this point, the future uh, of getting as many opportunities for Scotty Barnes with the ball in his hands is more important than anything else. So getting two extra ping pong balls because you slip down from 11th to 10th or whatever, it's not changing your chances of keeping that pick uh, in the top six. Certainly it would have to be in the top four, but getting four or five more games out of Scotty Bards and Grady Dick, I think matters a lot more for this team moving forward. And, yeah, I'm more of the yeah. resting. I think the resting, I, I'm, I'm not, but what are you resting tank. for? Just not to, not to, not to grind them out at the end of the season. If you don't need to win. Well, but I think, I think Kitch, what will happen, uh, which is pretty typical for these teams. Um, I think the moment there's a nag, you know, any type of like injury or, you know, hangnail or whatever it may be, then they'll start shutting guys down. Like I think it was anything, but if guys are healthy, I mean, because by that rationale, why would you not just start cutting minutes now and, and sort of tanking right now? Right. There's no, there's no upside into playing hard now and then saying the last 10 games, we're not going to play hard. So I, I think unless there's injuries, uh, I think guys are going to play and I think they're going to play their 34 to 36 minutes a game. I hope they do. Cause I, I mean, you got to build, you got to build on this. There's no point in shutting Grady down. Let him play as many minutes as he can. Yeah. Uh, and l- yeah, let this team figure out some continuity going into next year. And I, I, I think you play him. I think you run the horses right into the 11th seed. Um, <laughs> but on, you know, on that note um, of the 11th seed, which would, uh, which would kind of, yeah, I mean, it would, it'd be interesting to see how, like, if you go back, if we get to that stage, like all those games at the beginning of the season and what could have possibly changed. But then who knows? It's, it's, a, it's not a, 
Yeah, it's not a horrible spot to be because even if you get to the 10 seed, I mean, what are the chances of of moving on past the 10 seed? Because you're probably playing Miami uh, on the road, and they're they're not going to let themselves lose, uh, you know, to the wraps on in that in that setting. So, um, all right, well, listen, I think we're all kind of optimistic, like what we see the last three games. I'm going to really like it when it's a four game winning streak uh, after tonight. I'm on my way to seven and three. Uh, I get, you know what, catch better questions. If it's in Miami, are we going? Are we going to the game? If it's wraps 10, 10, seven in Miami. Uh, depending on the time, yes. No, I depending. might be in Dominican. I might be in Dominican. If it's April fifteenth, April twenty second, I'm in Dominican. That's exactly what it'd be. Yeah. Well, no, nope, Aaron, you and me. Not going to the kingdom. Oh wait, Aaron will be in. <laughs> he'll be in some corner of the world. That yeah, he's he'll be in Switzerland or. Who so knows? Yeah, let so me just ask you: if if they do miss a game, and I'm springing this question on you without. Uh, giving God. you guys time to prep, but if they if they do miss the playoffs by like one game, is there a game that comes to mind for you? Because to me, it's that Chicago game where wow. Alex the, the hit the shot in the corner. Yeah, if, if you're, th- what's the one game that comes to mind for you that you're like, they're gonna regret this? And it was so early in the season, and and they had all those those missed free throws, and then Demar missed the free throws, and then they couldn't inbound the ball. Like that's the game. It's like, how did you lose that game? And if you missed the playoffs by a game and and you can think back to last year where the Raptors were essentially tied with Atlanta and you had that crazy ending. Uh, I think it was a trick play that Trey young threw the ball to AJ Griffin and they won the game on some basically like a crazy trick play. And it ended up mattering in the end for yeah. seeding. Uh, what game comes to mind for you guys uh, well, early this year? I'll tell you what, I think this is going to be a good segment as we get closer to the number. Uh, because I think we probably could be in that scenario where and it's probably going to be, well, I bet it's two games. Uh, or something like that. But yeah, certainly that Chicago one from early days. I have to go back. I would have to go back and do a little bit more research. But then you could just look at bad losses, right? To shitty teams. You go, how, how that happened. So the San Antonio loss, obviously, we can't afford it. the Pistons loss, right? With the, you know, we didn't have OG that day. But I mean, so if you what start, about, if, you, if you chalk up the, the team, bullshit? Shit, what about that? the bullshit? The bullshit. Oh, the Lakers, Lakers loss. The Lakers loss. Oh, the Lakers for loss. sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually you know what that could be number one. The Chicago one's yes. pretty good, but that actually could be number one. Yeah, yeah, that was a royal screw. Yeah, so if it gets down to two or three, yeah, we'll do that segment for sure because I think that's a good one, and we'll go through it. But yeah, that that would be brutal. Oh my god, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, and if it's at thir- if they get to thirty five wins, then I'll we'll do that segment regardless because what would it cost <laughs> me? How could I have got to my over? Um, all right, listen. Anything else? Oh, you know, let's let's do listen. Let's do this because. Uh, I'm having some Darko guilt because uh, Aaron sent, of course, Aaron sends out a text today reminding me how great his players think Darko is. So let's talk about the Darko mania that's going on right now. Pizza Darko. Uh, so Aaron, why don't you, you had a chat with uh, Agbaji. Is that right? Did I get it right? Agbaji? Yeah, yep. I got it right. Kitchen never get it right, but I got it right. Yeah, chat. Why, what, did he te- what did he tell you about Darko? Well, I asked him how he would describe Darko as a coach. And I was surprised by his answer. The first word he said is intense. And I, you know, he, he explained why he's intense and how he takes things very seriously. And, and I said to him, like, that's not how he presents himself to the media. Yeah. And I think to fans, like, if you asked me to describe Darko in one word, I wouldn't say he's intense. I think I would say Nick Nurse is intense, right? He's squatting on the sideline, like, you know, pulling his hair out, losing his mind. Nick Nurse was intense. Uh, I wouldn't think of Darko being intense. I would think of him being uh, friendly, positive, uh, you know, things like that. So that was surprising to me. And I think it shows that there's a different Darko that is being seen by the players that 
there's one person who speaks to the media and maybe makes a pizza party uh, comment that seems like the, the positivity guy. And I guess, you know, the dinner party was brought up to the team, but he sort of presents himself as, as a friendly, positive guy that would never be too hard on his players. But if he's intense behind the scenes and takes things very seriously, I think there's another side to Darko that maybe we're not seeing. Uh, and I think that bodes well for his future in Toronto. Well, listen, I mean, clearly the theme has been consistent throughout the year with respect to the players uh sort of having us back and speaking highly of them right there there hasn't been any sort of real uh you know discontent that's been obvious and then when you hear about the other people around the league who've experienced darko whether it be an assistant coach or part of an organization like it's been nothing but high praise for for the guy so uh obviously he's doing something right from that standpoint and i and i i think i stick by the fact that he's probably a good a good motivator and i think if he uh figures out some of the the game management stuff, uh, then that could be a great recipe. But I, I still think, listen, even the other night, I was shocked he took Grady out, right, against uh, the Pacers. I'm sitting there going, Grady's hot. Do not, Gary doesn't need to come back in for that game. Like, just leave Grady and let him finish. Like, it's those sorts of things, but who knows, right? There's dynamics that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not privy to, but uh, I think that's the only thing missing for him. It's just some, can he figure out the game management? But good for him. For the, Kitch, don't you wish all your employees spoke that highly of you? Well, they do, and but also, uh, whenever, when, whenever he's talking, go, Darko, it does look like his head could pop off. Like he does, even when he's talking, <laughs> his eyes are wide open and he, his head's bobbing. So, he, I, I think he's just relatively has that look of an intense guy. Probably comes off softer than his looks, but yeah, I think he just looks intense because he's always he's got this sort of look to himself. I don't. Well, I don't he know. certainly has the most intense walk after calling a timeout. He does. He barnstorms the courts. He barnstorms after he calls that timeout. <laughs> like, get out of my way. I just called timeout. And, and we saw the intensity in that famous Lakers game, right? Like, he, yeah. he lost it post-game. Yeah, and, and that was a legendary rant from a Toronto coach. So it, there's fire in there. It's not always just this guy who's offering to pick up the tab at dinner and have some fun with his players and telling Malachi Flynn to smile more. Like, he, there's some intensity in there for sure. Well, Bart, who's the, who's the wrestler? Who's the wrestler? Bart, who was the wrestler with the walk? Came on. Was oh, it Roddy, 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 Roddy Piper? Or, uh, was it Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Wait, Hacksaw. Hacksaw. Wait a minute. It was Hacksaw. Yeah, Hacksaw. <laughs> Hacksaw? Right. Yeah. Might be Hacksaw, that, that, came, in, that yeah, Hacksaw came in with the arms flailing. Yeah, that's Darko. That's a Darko yeah. timeout. So you know what? Totally. That could be our nickname for Darko, Hacksaw. I might change my jersey to Hacksaw. Hacksaw. I do, I do like that. Aaron, I'm going to send you. Yeah, Aaron, you have no idea what we're talking about, but I'm going to send you that. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. All time, all time great wrestler. Love the Hacksaw. Maybe he'd be in my top seven of all time favorite wrestlers. Maybe uh, that one for this one. That could be another segment. All right. Uh, all right. Listen, anything else? Raptor land that we want to uh, cover off. Aaron, you got anything? You had anything yeah, from a yeah, insight yeah, perspective? Yeah, let's circle. Oh, well, let's circle back on Aaron? the pizza night. Let's circle. Aaron? I was going to come to you. Let's circle back. Let's circle back on the pizza night. We didn't. We never finished that. I want to hear what happened. Why well, don't they have the pizza? They didn't. Have, they didn't do the party yet, did they? So I, I, I was at shoot around today, and I asked about the pizza because it seems like more important than anything else. Any other question? Raptors fans want to know what's happening with the pizza party. So here's. <laughs> The inside scoop on the pizza party. This is uh, big. My understanding is it, it has not happened yet, 
My understanding is it's expected to happen Thursday night. So maybe when Raptors fans hear this or see this, it'll be happening uh, during dinner time, uh, okay. Thursday night. And it sounds like we saw in the open gym video that the Raptors published that Darko wants to do something fancier than pizza. And he sort of said, like, you know, he didn't say pizzas below him, but that seemed to be he was like, hey, we're going to go for like a steak dinner, like Harbor 60. Like, that's where we're going to take Ooh, everyone for dinner. Nice. Shout out Harbor yeah. 60. Please sponsor us. Uh, that'd be expensive. Um, but but it <laughs> sounds be. like yeah. uh, you want to talk about a discontent in the locker room. Well, the inside scoop is that Grady Dick went on Instagram and his latest Instagram post included a caption with three pizza emojis. And then Emmanuel quickly posted on Instagram saying, I believe I was promised pizza. So it sounds like the <laughs> Raptors team wants pizza. And Darko well, said that it's because the team is so humble that they asked for pizza, but he wants to give them something nicer. And I will also say, I think the origins of the pizza party, uh, I want to give a shout out to Eric Kareen of The Athletic, who in our transcription doc behind the scenes he made a reference to calling it a pizza party that day december 4th uh, so pascal siakam ironically brought it to our attention of course the raptors beat pascal to clinch the third game in right. the pizza party uh, and then we asked darko about it and he said the team thinks i'm too cheap that i won't do it but i will when they win three games and three months later they finally did it and, and you know now I would have to imagine that that if the players are demanding pizza, that they will get pizza somewhere in the city of Toronto Thursday night. Well, you know what? They should have done it last night. This is this is. I can help. See, I can help the Raptors with some of this shit. Like I, this is what I've learned. They're going to celebrate something. What if they lose tonight? It's going to suck. That what if they win? Suck. I know if they win, that's awesome. But that's a big risk. Darko picks up the tab for dessert. <laughs> pizza and dessert. We keep it going. Oh, yeah. listen, we can do that too. Uh, all right. Well. Listen, Aaron, please. Uh, yeah, you know what? I would like an update on how the pizza party went uh, next week when we have the uh, the next pod. So that, that's is, I'm sure I'm sure everyone is gripped by this uh, topic. So, uh, OK, listen, um, Kit, uh, Kitch, you want the pizza party? Aaron, do you have anything else that uh, in Raptor land that we should? That's that seems like the biggest story in Raptors land. So I'm glad we covered the pizza party. And and I'm I'm excited to hear about it uh, when we talk to them. I guess Friday morning. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, all right. So with that, I think uh, do we have any uh, do we have any other meaningful topics uh, before we get into what drives you crazy? That that catch anything else in the world of sports land that you want to talk about? No, I would have put some thought to it, but no, I don't have anything yeah. off the top no, of my there's head. There's not much out there. I'm probably it's, it's a quiet period. I mean, uh, Aaron, you want you want to give us a little blurb on uh, the Jays opening spring training? What do you got for us? Anything? Uh, I guess I could use Alec Manoa as my what drives you crazy because his uh, spring training start did not go so pretty uh, for Alec Manoa. Now, I don't want to read too deep into that because it is just the first start of spring training. But last season was pretty rough for Alec Manoa. And uh, this season, this spring training at least has not has not changed much. So uh, I have another what drives you crazy, but we can do a first what drives you crazy well, being Alec Manoa right now. OK, well, listen, let me comment on that, too. I think the problem with Manoa, too, is there was so much written about how he'd sort of ride the ship and how good he'd look coming into camp and everything was going to be great, you know, and then boom, like now obviously spring training, uh, first start. I mean, I'm not sure you can read too, too much into that, but coming off of last year, I agree. It's a little, that's a little dicey because the only thing, I mean, really the only thing the Jays did now we're turning to Jays corner, but, uh, really the only thing the Jays have is the sort of sanctity of their starting pitching. 
Uh, and the more you have of that and this and and is great because they didn't do much else in the offseason to augment that offense or uh you some would argue maybe perhaps took a step backwards even though i don't think they did i just think it's neutral but uh yeah okay alex manoa that's a that's a quick that's a quick hook on alex manoa for what drives you crazy after the opening start of spring training but i like it i think you should change should get new jerseys alex manure alex manure jerseys (laughs) okay all right (laughs) when's that when's that cutting in the neck you want to get there early? Surely, surely. I would do. I would do a Boston Red Sox game on the week, uh, on Monday. So nice. See, you know what? Spring training yeah, game yeah. there. They got the full the full Fenway replica stadium. They got the green monster and everything. It's kind of cool. All right. So how was spring training? I've you know what? Shockingly, I've never been to a. Well, sorry. I think I went when I was like ten when the Jays were in Clearwater. But I. But I mean, as an adult, I've never been to spring training, and it's a bucket list for me. Like I want to go. Oh, the fat, the number of people wandering around here. With families in the in the twins uniform and the and the uh, and the Bo Sox uniforms, it's it's amazing how many people take their whole family on week long spring yep. training road trips. Like and it, it's ton, basic, ton of father son father daughter stuff, right? Like yeah. it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I know it's, it's a big amazing. Deal. I, I gotta do that. You know what? It's too early though. You want to go later because right now it's it's all there's hardly any of the starters are really playing. So yeah. You want to no. at least see a bit of the players. So you got to wait a couple weeks in the spring training. All right. Well, that's that's good. That's good insight, Kitch. Thank you. Yeah, Travelog. You should be like a Frommers. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Aaron, did you want to go back to your real "What Drives You Crazy"? And we'll kick yeah. off the segment, and, and we'll keep it basketball related. And I'll sure. say that Tyrese Halliburton is being uh, screwed, if I can say that, by this sixty-five uh, game threshold that he must play to qualify for All NBA. And I think the way he looked against the Raptors, not to take anything away from Gary Trent Jr.'s defense, because uh, yeah. the Raptors did a really good job of slowing Tyrese Halliburton down. But I just don't think Tyrese Halliburton is entirely healthy right now. But he's essentially being forced to play so he can hit that 65-game threshold the NBA implemented for All-NBA this year and so that he can be Supermax eligible. And we know it's going to impact uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, there was all that talk about would he be in the MVP conversation. Obviously, he's missed way too many games at this point. But but I think there are some unintended consequences for this 65-game threshold for all NBA. And for some players, not all players, but for some players like Tyrese Halliburton who are coming into contract years, there's a, there's literally tens of thousands of or tens of millions of dollars on the line, excuse me. And it's unfortunate that certain players are, are having to play through injuries so that they can get to the 65 game cutoff. Well, listen, the first problem is the whole concept of Supermax being tied into making one of those teams. Like, that's ridiculous. That's the dumb part. I actually like the 65 games, but I don't think it should to win the awards uh, or to be part of those teams, but I don't think it should have anything to do with your. It shouldn't be tied to your contract. It's, it's so stupid. Right. That's fair. Like if you, if you split those two things up that Tyrese Halliburton was like, okay, I won't get the honor, but I'm still going to get the super max contract. Then that's fine. But the fact that he has to earn that honor just to be super max eligible and he can't earn that honor without playing 65 games from a freak injury. Like it's not like this guy is, is load managing that this was not, I don't think what the NBA wanted uh, when the season, when they changed that role. Well, Aaron, Aaron, I really wish I talked to you before the last game. When I had my Halliburton over points, I wish I'd, I wish I'd contacted you before I made that bet. That never has sniffed sniffed a chance the whole game. Are you not? Are you not aware that he's on? He's on restricted minutes, right? Like, there like you know, he's only playing about twenty five minutes a game. Catch, lay off, lay off the go with the unders on Hallie. Yeah, yeah, good, good intel, good intel. A little late, but good intel. <laughs> hey, just gotta ask. You have a phone, right? You have a phone. You have a phone. I do. I do. You don't answer your phone. Who's gonna do? Uh, Kitch, what drives? 
What drives? So I'm down here and uh, down in Florida. And uh, down here, let everyone we know where you are. We have uh, we have a lot of group chats going on, and I would say it's just anybody over sixty five has the inability just to reply to the person who sent out the email. I, I and I've tried to beat it out of these guys, but but like who's in for who's in for golf this week and they all have to reply to all. I'm like, I don't need 30 emails from everybody on who has in for golf this week. I only need to send back to the guy who asked me and uh, I can't beat it. I cannot beat it out of these guys. I, I ridicule them. I, I like, we don't need to, I blind copy the stuff out. So you can't reply to all. Like you do not need to reply to all when it's an invitation to an event. Just tell that person who's taking the tally of the numbers that you're coming to that event. Drives me crazy. Well, it's a, it's a real uh, Del Boca Vista down there, isn't it? Last week it is the guy. It the, is. Last week is the guy in the treadmill. This guy yeah. now, now it's technology. Old people in technology. It's a, yeah, it's a big progressive insurance commercial down here, nonstop. <laughs> well, no, that ship's already sailed for them. It's their, it's their kids. That's the problem. Uh, all right. Well, listen, uh, Kitch. I hope you can continue to navigate that without, um, you know, without you know losing it on anyone over there. Like I, I would yeah. hate to see you. Well, you hate know, to see kicked out of Del Boca Vista because can't you promise that. You, um, all right, well, listen, I'm going to tie mine back to uh, sports, and which I don't often do, but I'm going to do it. Uh, it's I never the do. college variety. And I don't know if you guys saw this last week, or um, the kid from Philip, Philip, Philip Kowski, Philip Kowski from uh, Duke. Uh, they lost at Wake Forest. Court gets stormed. And the theory or the argument, or, you know, the, Duke is suggesting that the fan who stormed the court who ran into him ran into him on purpose, which I would not put that past a drunk college kid. Uh, and now he's, you know, he's hurt. He's been hurt. Caitlin Clark got hurt earlier uh, or got knocked in, knocked over uh, storming the court, like the storming of the court thing. And I thought this for a while, but now that's actually turning into players like being, I've always thought, like I've always thought like, how does it not happen where like four or five guys just don't decide to, to circle one of the players and just start beating them. Right. Like that wouldn't shock me that ever happened. Like I'm surprised something like that has never happened. Um, so it, it does drive, I think it's such a stupid thing to allow these kids to do because oh, nothing good comes. I mean, only bad things could possibly happen. And I think you can control it pretty easily by saying, if you come on the court, you lose the game. The game gets defaulted if you, if you storm the court. So, uh, it does drive me bananas when I see that. So come on, come on, college sports. It's the only people don't, you can't just barnstorm things. This isn't a, this isn't a store in San Francisco. This is the Nordstrom's in San Francisco. You can't just barge in and take shit and do stuff. You so, uh, yeah. That there you go, Aaron. That's I kept it sports sportsy for you. Uh, that's what drives me crazy. Court storming. I do. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Come I on. love it. It's yeah. so stupid. It's get so the stupid. cops. Get the cops to surround the players. If you're a visitor, get yourself like get yourself off the court as fast as you can. Get the cops. Yeah, like, what? Work with it. Work with it. it. It shouldn't be a game of Frogger to get those guys off the court. Here, I'll tell you what Frogger is after. I'll, I'll, I'll send you that video too. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're literally dodging around all over the place trying to get you know people. They don't know where they're going half the time. Yeah, no, I don't like it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessary. All right. Uh, there, you go. there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, all right. Uh, AOB. Oh, God. We're going to be way on time this week. This is great. Well, I, got, I got three. I got three. So we could be around on time. I have hard stop. Seven minute hard stop. I got one. So Ike. Ike's going to the. Or Ike, a long time listener. Like, Ike, Ike, baby. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter guy does everything for the pod. He uh, he's going to the game tonight, and uh, he, he wanted to come back to us and, and was not happy with uh, with our trust the process pod. 
He goes, oh. I'm going to the game tonight, Kitsch. I'm eating a $100 hamburger and a beer with my son in the Platinum <laughs> Lounge. I'm going to sit in my seats. I don't like the trust process mindset going into the going to the fact that I'm going to spend five six hundred bucks a seat for this well, game. You know what? I I I hear you, brother. That's it's not it's not easy. I I agree. <laughs> I agree. Trust the process does not change the cost of the of the hamburger. That's for no, sure. I agree. It's, it's a more expensive hamburger. I agree. Yes. <laughs> Uh, second one second one was we got our season tickets we got we got our season ticket renewal this week so it's nice for for, for next year we're not even near done we got 24 games left this year but we are now paying for next year well you're paying so, uh, pay anything yet. <laughs> they don't even yet. know i exist they don't even know i exist <laughs> and how like how, like so what what rationale do they have that we have to now sell tickets for next year it just it blows right. my mind like, yeah no business no. runs that way no i know <laughs> I know it's like it's like they're worried that all of a sudden Toronto's going to collapse and people are going to be able to afford their tickets. <laughs> yeah, I know, ridiculous. Crazy. All right, that's it's two crazy. catch. Third one was I sent you guys the the text out of the girls uh, NCAA game where they scored like the women's, how many minutes? The last f- fifteen seconds they scored how many games? How many goals? Or how many baskets? What is one, happening? Two, five six baskets. Oh yeah, what was that? I, I, that, that was a while ago you sent that, but yeah, that was that, that was, was a, a good finish. finish. That was a great oh finish. Oh my god. It was, uh, I think it was UCLA, but you got to find that. If you search it, look for, look for five baskets in the last 15 seconds. It was, uh, it, it was crazy. It might help if you gave the teams, but that's okay. That's, I can't remember. I can't remember. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, maybe you should have stopped at two AOBs. So that, that last one, I don't think it's going <laughs> to, I don't think it's going to land too well. Uh, Aaron, anything for us? I got nothing. All right. Well, Aaron, well, on that note, I've got, I've got, I also think I have three things here, uh, but I'll be quick. Aaron, quick one. AOB, cigarettes after sex. Have you ever heard of them? Sure. Yeah. You've heard, of, you've heard of them? You've heard of the band Cigarettes After Sex? Oh, no. I thought it was, you're talking about the activity of doing that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Aaron, get your, this is a family show. Jesus, what are you talking Aaron, about? Man. Come on. Oh, my goodness. What kind of monster is your wife, your girl, your fiance getting in? Jesus. Let's keep it. Uh, no. So, Kitch and I, I think we said this before, right? We get access to all the concerts that come to Scotiabank. And Kitch sent me the one today, and I it caught me off guard. Too. I, there's a band that they're called Cigarettes After Sex, which, you know what? I looked them up right after. Catchy. That's I like. That's the power of the power of the name. Power of the name. Yeah. Uh, but no, Kitch. I think we're safe to put those ones back into the. Uh, yeah. When I respond to you, WTF? Like, what is this? Yeah. yeah I probably didn't didn't know much about it. No, listen, that worried me. I thought something was wrong with the family. No, no, just concert tickets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two. Uh, Kitch, your wife is badgering me about Cayman already. <laughs> she, she, she sent me a text she, uh, she's not happy we know they're not happy so, uh, so just so everyone knows I'm actually going to Cayman on Monday for business I have two days of business uh, to do and uh, out, of, out of nowhere uh, Chris Kitchen has decided to join uh, in Cayman uh, apparently he's part, uh, he's coming on some uh, some calls with us. It'll be fun. But uh, that's our lives. That was Slesser. Slesser. Slesser's fault. Slesser said something. Right. Listener Slesser's out. That's true. Uh, but uh, I must admit, when I did mention to Becky that you were coming, I think I told you this, Kit. She just immediately, she no longer believes I'm going for business. <laughs> that's fair. That's valid. That's fair. And I, get when she sees, I get it. When she sees me pack four pickleball paddles, uh, I think she'll question it even more. So uh, there we go. Well, Sue, Sue doesn't want you to lose any me lose any money with you because she sent. Oh, the, well, she, that was part of her text. She sent me the she sent me the receipts from the Kentucky Derby. She's worried those, like, Sue, those those show bets, the show bets you made her do. I yeah. know she's still upset. I'm like, let it go, let it go. Um, 
But I did uh, I did tell her that you came by booze in Cayman on Sunday. Trust me, gambling's not our problem there. Gambling it's not it's not a gambling hotbed in Cayman. Good. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's the Lord's Day on Sunday. Uh, okay. Um oh my third one. So you know what? We used to um do a what what are you watching segment, which we need to get back to a little bit. So Aaron, I'm gonna give you an opp- another opportunity here. Is there any show on Netflix, any platform that you're watching that you like? Because I've got one I'm gonna throw up there for you guys. Uh, but maybe everyone could give us a show that they've watched either recently. What do you got? Anything, Aaron? You watch anything? Yeah, I'm watching Australian Survivor. I don't know if people still watch American Survivor. It's trash. Australian okay. Survivor is really good. Well, it's funny. You're the second person in my life to ever tell me that. Not really. Like, that's like three years apart now, people telling me this. Um, so I guess that's the power of, of Netflix. Uh, but yeah, I have heard that. I have heard that. All right. That's, that's interesting because we we're, we're, we're on a YouTube. Survivor family. Okay. All right. Like how 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 is it different than than American Survivor? It's a hundred times better, way better. More villains. They say made, they say made a lot more. They say Come made on, more. Right? Just everything's better. Highly recommended. If you watch Survivor, watch Australian Survivor. Ditch Jeff Probst. He kind of sucks. Hmm. Okay. Oh, who hosts right. it? Who hosts the Australian Survivor? Australian Jeff Probst, who's just better. Nice. J O P. J O P. Okay. okay. Uh, Kitch, what are you watching? Anything? I'm watching on Apple TV. I'm watching that. Uh, I don't know what it's called. It's it's with the the fighter pilots in the war. Uh, uh, it's brand new. It just came out. Uh, just came out. It's like it's like there's six episodes now. So, every- so I've looked at it. I'll get the name here for you, kids. So I'll, I'll jog your memory. I'll yell at so your memory. It's it's uh, it's actually quite it's entertaining. It's good good entertainment value. I I do I did quite enjoy it. Okay. Although uh, I did oh I did watch uh, I did watch okay. an hour and a half an hour and a half Netflix show on uh, on Saturday night, I think it was. It's the one that says, and it's it's rated like number one now to watch. It's it's stalker, killer, liar, or something like that. It's about it's about about a, it's a stalking story, but it's oh, a, is it? It's, oh, it's, sto- it's, it's a, about stalking. And when the title has stalker in it, it's about stalking. Okay, it's a great. That's it's, good. A, it's good. a great twist. It's a great good twist. Summer. An hour and a half. Watch that one. It's on Netflix. All right. See, that's good. I like that. I, now that, but of course, you did ruin it by saying it's about stalking. But uh, Masters <laughs> of the Air, Kitch, is what you're looking for. Masters of the Air is what Masters you're watching. Masters of the Air, that's what it's called. Masters, Masters of the Air. Yeah. Uh, so sticking with um, Apple, Apple TV, uh, I, I, Rosillo texted something out on, 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 on X, which I saw, and I don't like. I'm never on X, but I saw it. It's called the New Look, also on Apple. Uh, it's World War II ish, and it involves Christian Dore and. Um, uh, Coco Chanel. It's actually, it's based on true events. Way more interesting than I thought it was going to be. So it's pretty good. So hmm. I would say, I would tell you the right. new look on Apple chance. TV. Give it a chance. Yeah, get, definitely give it a chance. The first, actually, but the first episode will hook you. So perfect. There you go. All right. Well, listen, I think with that, Kitch, with that uh, vast waterfall of information we've given everyone, this, the, the pizza parties, what are you watching? This is all set. We're good. This, what an informative uh, podcast this has been for everybody. Hack, so with that, Kitch. Hack. Hacksaw Jim Dunnigan or Duggan? Oh, or Duggan. <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Duggan. Yeah. Come on. He was All no right, JYD, but he was, he was up there. No, he, was no, he wasn't. Take this away, Kawhi. Get us out of here. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win. Hey! <laughs>